1: Thank you so much for having me, Senator. Absolutely. Um, Let's talk about crime stats because as we closed out 2021, we know that I think it was 12 major cities had the largest spike in crime that they have ever had. So as you look at this, what do you see as the underlying causes for the crime spike? Well, we've had this this war on cops, and quite frankly, the war on the justice system, really since 2014, since the justified police shooting of Michael Brown. But for the last 19 months, since the death of George Floyd, we have had this vilification of law enforcement, along with the de-prosecution, the refusal to prosecute violent criminals, and, and a host of other, quite frankly, all left leaning policies that have allowed violent criminals back on the street have, have allowed police officers to be vilified and so many police officers have left the job or gone to other areas of the country where they are uh, going to be better appreciated and this whole uh, storm quite frankly that we have seen uh for the last 19 months has led to the homicide of 5,000 more Americans in 2021 than in 2020, and 2020 was a terrible year.
0: Betsy, I couldn't agree more. You know, over the past few years, the left with all their calls to defund the police and abolish police departments... I don't know if anybody's been paying attention to any statistics. She's citing statistics of general population that there's been in excess of 5,000 unnecessary deaths because of either police departments being understaffed or their hands being tied by new rules and regulations that are being put in place by these real leftist mayors and governors in these blue states and cities. You know, it's it's a shame. Growing up, at least for me, uh, you know, one of the main things kids will say they want to be, you know, you get kids want to be astronauts, presidents, nurses, doctors, police officers was one of the main staple uh, d- careers that kids looked up to when they wanted to grow up. We're getting to a point now where saying you want to be a police officer is taboo. The left has really worked hard to convince you that police officers are murderers, and specifically not just murderers in general, but murderers of black men. It's been a constant push that all these cops, all they do is continually shoot these unarmed black men year after year. They make it sound as if you're losing thousands and thousands of young black men to these Uh, racist white police officers that are just on shooting rampages, and it is such a fairy tale. In 2020, there was, uh, what, 13 incidences where young black men were killed that were unarmed by police officers. Now, that's not saying that they weren't attacking the police officers with some other type of deadly weapon, and maybe they weren't, maybe they were. I haven't gone through each case individually. However, There was only 13. They would like you to believe there were thousands and thousands of these interactions that happened over the course of the year, and it's just not true. I know that police officers are losing support. It's unfortunate, but again, that's a reality we have to face. I do see a lot of videos, and I can't say that you can fully understand a two-minute video clip. You could show me any two-minute video clip out of context and make it look really bad when you don't know the full story, but you do see a lot of them, uh, of these videos, where cops are acting against the way that you think that they should. You know, I've seen NYPD arresting nine-year-olds in museums just for not having a vaccination card. I don't know what the entire full story is. Again, it can be taken out of context, but when that's all that a lot of people are seeing because people believe anything that they see on social media, they're not objective to it. They don't look any more than that. They see that two minute video and it's just like, oh man, you cops suck. Cops are losing support from both sides because I see a lot of conservatives and independents really hammering cops over these little video clips that they don't dig any more into than just what you see in your face. This is all an organized effort to get rid of policing. The left hates the police department. They don't want anything to do with it. When you can actually seriously sit there and say you're going to abolish a police department or you want to defund the police department, you hate the police department. And in essence, you hate society. Because when you have not enough police officers, you get results like what she just gave you. That there were 5,000 unnecessary additional homicides in one year because of what they are doing to the police departments. You really got to back these guys up. There's always going to be a very small percentage of cops that are just plain nasty and no good, but that's anywhere in society at any job. The majority of police officers, just like the majority of people, just like the majority of anything, is they're good. They do their job. They go home to their family. They We should be proud of them because they're doing something that most people don't want to do. Crime has gone up. If you want to blame anybody for crime going up, blame every Democrat uh, congressman or woman that has suggested police departments need to go it's their fault that we're having the problems that we're having. All right. I don't know if you heard this prior to now. Uh, There was a point a few months ago where the IRS was suggesting that they were going to use some type of facial recognition software to have you access your irs.gov account and They got a lot of backlash for that. I know that most people were concerned. I was concerned. I don't like the idea. I don't do the facial scans on my phone. I don't even know if my phone has that. I don't have an iPhone. I I actually like Android better. It's just my preference. I don't even know if it has it. I don't do that. I don't do fingerprints. I'm leery of all that stuff because I feel like that's just too much of me being collected. But the IRS said the shift away from the use of facial recognition technology will occur over the coming weeks to avoid any disruptions during the tax filing season, which is already facing backlogs of returns and paperwork. The plan had drawn criticism among civil liberty advocates and ordinary taxpayers over the concerns that the system, which requires users to upload their ID and submit a selfie or video chat with an agent, could provide troves of personal information to hackers. I mean, seriously, did we not think that through ahead of time? The lawmakers pointed out to a 2019 incident in which a government contractor's computer system was hacked and thousands of Americans' license plates and faces were exposed. (laughs) I missed that report in 2019. I didn't hear that. I would have liked to have caught that back then. I wasn't doing the podcast back then, but... That's definitely a story worth reading. I don't like the idea of anything using facial recognition. Look at how many people get hacked day to day. All your personal information's on the black web. How many of these big conglomerates, Target, Walmart, are always saying that their systems are getting hacked and your credit card numbers are given up? There's already too much of you online. And let's be honest, the government hasn't been the most reliable keeping your information private. The government, the government themselves have already been hacked. So I'm not real comfortable giving them that much information. It just gives another opportunity to some cyber thief to hack into it, get my, not only name and all my information, but now you know what I look like too. I'm I'm just not with all that. It's to me, that's not going to happen. My next story may hurt your heart a little bit, depends on what kind of food you like. (laughs) If you like Kellogg's, you may not like Kellogg's after you hear this story. The left-wing W.K. Kellogg's Foundation, which effectively controls the Kellogg's company, is going to bankroll a pilot program that will provide hundreds of illegal aliens in the United States with a guaranteed Basic income. (laughs) This is great. Food companies are not getting involved. Um, A coalition of activist organizations have teamed up to institute the pilot program across 13 counties in New Mexico, where 330 illegal alien households will receive monthly payments of $500 for one year. So, you know that pesky border problem that we're having yeah, I mean, in case anybody, you know, wasn't paying attention or you've been living on a rock or an island by yourself, we've only had more illegal crossings than we've ever had. And it's not like it's slowed down. It's just, it's kind of old news now. So mainstream media doesn't give it as much of attention as they should be giving it. But yeah, uh, I think this is going to only exacerbate that problem <laughs> I mean, when you're coming from another country. Where 500 American dollars to them means a whole lot more in their country than 500 American dollars here, which is, you know, it's nice to have an extra 500 bucks, but let's be honest, it ain't going to get you that much. It's not going to go that far. Maybe it'll get you groceries for a couple weeks and some gas. Beyond that, how much does it really do? But when they hear that, not maybe fully understanding what the cost of living is over here, Do you think it's going to speed up or slow down our border problem? Because I don't know, me personally, I'm thinking that the border problem is going to go into uh, overdrive now, with that being said. You know, generally, when the weather's good, the border gets hit harder. When it's not so hot to travel up through South America and Central America to get here, then More and more people come in the heat of the summer. It tapers off a little bit because it's just too hot and people don't want to make the journey in those, you know, under those conditions. So Kellogg's being as dumb as they are going to go out of their way to say, Hey, we're going to give 330 families, 500 bucks a month, which again, I don't know how much it's going to do, but that's not the point. The point is they're going to give them 500 bucks a month, even though you're illegal and you're staying here in New Mexico. Jesus. New Mexico's a mess. I've mentioned this a couple times, but you know New Mexico had, in most cases, especially in the beginning, worse restrictions than the ones you generally hear about than the New Yorks and California, New Jersey, Michigan, Minnesota. They were even worse. I don't know why they weren't talked about as much, but they were even worse at some points with what COVID mandates and restrictions they had in place. New Mexico... RIP. I'm sure the border is going to get crazy and everybody's probably going to have their eye on the prize thinking that if I can get into New Mexico and get into one of the 13 counties that they're doing this in, maybe I can be one of the lucky lotto winners. That's going to get a whopping 500 bucks a month from the cereal company. (laughs) It's just, it's just all so dumb. (laughs) It just really is. Oh, oh, you you know what? You're going to like this next one. This next one's pretty good. A uh, Rhode Island private school is asking students not to give out valentines featuring only white human characters. (laughs) Really? (laughs) Because, I mean, mean, uh, people's feelings are going to get hurt. Oh, my God. You did something nice and gave me a Valentine's Day card. Look at you, you white supremacist. It's a white person on the front of that. I mean, is, is this what we've stooped to? (laughs) Is this where we're at society that kids aren't allowed to give each other Valentine's day cards that have only white people on them or a picture of a white person? So if it's colored peach, that's a no, no, don't do the peach. The browns and the blacks are cool, but don't do the peach. Everybody get a Valentine's Day card with a black person or a, a, a colored in black person or a colored in brown person and only give out those cards because please, those pesky racial white Valentine's Day cards where those figures are colored in peach. Oh, they're just going to kill everybody on the inside because like anybody cares. Does anybody care when you get a Valentine's Day card in the first place? Kids give them to kids as a cute thing. They're just, you know, and a little boy has a crush on a little girl. Here you go. Friends want to give each other a little Valentine's Day. Hey, happy Valentine's Day. Here's a little piece of chocolate with it. It's a fun and friendly thing. It's a good way to interact. It keeps everybody happy. No, let's not do that. You got a white person on there? White person bad. <laughs> I don't know what we're doing in society. I mean... <laughs> It just gets dumber every day. <laughs> in a letter to parents and students, uh, Osvaldo Jose Martin, I guess, or Marty, uh, head of the Moses Brown Lower School said, "'We appreciate the month of February. "'We are writing to share some guidelines "'for the selection and exchange of Valentines "'in the lower school. "'If your child wishes to bring cards for classmates, please consider these recommendations which make an effort to promote kindness and inclusivity within our community please coach your child if they purchase commercially produced cards to select something that does not feel gender norm normative the letter said also consider ta- <laughs> consider talking to your child about avoiding cards that portray only white human characters. Representation matters, and our students of color also deserve to see themselves in some of the cards they receive. Unless we could find cards without people's picture at all. <laughs> you can't get a gender card or a white person card. <laughs> oh my God. Somebody, please, just wake me up, pinch me or something. When I read this one, and it, this one's on The Blaze, uh, my early article, one was from Breitbart, one was from Just the News, I think. Uh, anyways, <laughs> somebody wake me up, please. I mean, how far are we going to go with this ridiculous nonsense? I mean, we're just vilifying white people in every way possible. You know, white people are IP in commercials. White families are IP in commercials. You're getting to the point where if you see a white person on TV, it's going to be like, holy crap! Look, it's a white guy. I haven't seen one in five years on TV. I mean, is that where we're going with this? I mean, people, seriously, if your feelings get hurt because someone hands you a card that has a peach colored person on it, oh man, you're setting yourself up for a bad life because if that's what gets you under your skin, just wait till you get to be an adult. Good luck with that. My God. I just, I really love that one, but believe me, that's not my best one of the show. That one is just dumb, but the best one that I got is coming up. I got one before this. It's going to be the one right after this one, because that is the best one. That's the grand, that's the grand slam. That is the one of the day. So don't miss Listen all the way to the end, because that one we're really going to have some fun with. All right. An update on Joe Rogan. Well, not so much Joe Rogan. Neil Young. Neil Young is so insignificant. Nobody really cares about him or his music. He's pretty much forgotten in his time. Um, he is now saying that removing Joe uh, from Spotify is just, it's just not enough. There has to be more. Spotify needs to feel the pain even more. And he's you know, expressing and suggesting that all employees quit and walk out of their jobs. <laughs> I haven't seen anybody do it yet. So, I don't think he's rallying a whole lot of support with those ideas. Plus, you know, people kind of need their jobs. And we're going to Spotify. I can't say for sure, but depending on what level of an employer you are, you probably make pretty good money that you may not make anywhere else. So, to walk out over something that's not really that controversial, I mean, it's First Amendment, First Amendment free speech, I, I wouldn't do it. What I find most interesting about Neil Young and let's say Joni Mitchell and stuff. Aren't these people like the Woodstock hippies? Aren't these people like peace and love, man. And you we know, are anti-government and, and damn the man, man. We can say whatever we want, man. Pass the joint, dude. Yeah. We're going to say it. We're going to dance naked out here and we're all peace, love, happiness, sleep with everybody. aren't you guys that same group of people doing all the drugs, and doing all that crap back in the 60s that it was real cool and that was edgy and revolutionary and we're going to stick it to the man and freedom of speech, man. If I want to call a cop a pig, I'm going to say it, man. And now you're upset because Joe Rogan is giving people with opposing views or interviewing people with opposing views on his podcast about COVID-19. What in the hell happened to your little hippie movement? What happened to all this you know, freedom of speech and I have the right to say whatever I want, man? What happened to all that crap? I mean, that's what I find most interesting. Joe Rogan ain't going to have no problems. You know, Rumble's offering him $100 million. I saw some other companies offering him money. Joe Rogan, I'm sure, has a clause in his contract where if Spotify lets him go, I'm sure Joe Rogan, Joe Rogan's been in the industry how long? So I'm sure if Joe Rogan, there's a clause somewhere that just like an NFL player or anybody else, okay, you want to k- kick me off Spotify? You're still going to pay me out my hundred million. <laughs> I-, I would almost guarantee that man has it set up that way because he ain't sweating at all. He don't care. He's just continuing on and it's all good. He issued one statement, which wasn't so much of an apology as much as it was explaining, you know, his interview process with these people. and beyond that. I don't think he really cares. So I'm sure going forward, if they let him go, he's going to make a ton of money and then somebody else is going to pick his show up and then he's going to make even more money. So I ain't worried about Joe Rogan, but I thought it was a little interesting because all you hippies that are out there that were all about that stuff. What happened to you? What, what, you finally got off the drugs and sobered up and things weren't the way you thought they were. I mean, I'm, I'm trying to figure out the logic there. Maybe I won't. Okay, <laughs> here it is. Nothing better than this. The best way for me to do this is to just read it to you. I may break and laugh in between, but let me just read it to you and I think you'll start to understand where we're going here. As part of Joe Biden's plan to promote racial equality, the administration is providing funding to help distribute devices that can be used to smoke crack. (laughs) Sorry. The $30 million grant program closed applications in May and will begin in March. And one of the black Republican congressional candidates is calling for Biden's impeachment for it. Thank you. At least somebody has some sense. Uh, this is all reported by the Washington Free Beacon. It will provide funds to nonprofit and local governments to help make drug use safe for addicts. Included in the grant, which is overseen by the Department of Human Health and Services, are funds for smoking kits/slash supplies? A spokesperson for the agency told the Washington Free Beacon that these kits will provide pipes for users to smoke crack cocaine, crystal, crystal, methamphetamines, and any illicit substance. <laughs> Jesus Lord. Uh, HHS said that the kits aim to reduce the risk of infection when smoking substances with glass pipes, which can lead to infections through cuts and sores. Applicants for the grants are prioritized if they treat a majority of underserved communities, including African Americans and the alphabet people. And as established under Joe Biden's executive order on advancing racial equality. (laughs) Okay, so to advance racial equality, uh, if you're black or you're part of the alphabet group, (laughs) Joe Biden loves you. He loves you so much. He thinks by providing you with a crack pipe that, (laughs) that it's making you equal to everybody else. Oh my God, let me ask you, or should I ask Hunter, are they going to provide any Parmesan with that? <laughs> are you Are you going to send out the kits? Do you get crack with the kits? I mean, is the government becoming the biggest drug dealer in the world now? Are we, are we getting some crack with the kits? So as soon as you get the kit, you're like, yes, my kit came in. I got like five rocks I could smoke, man. I'm ready to roll. <laughs> I, listen. If there was ever any doubt that the government hates you, if there was ever any doubt that the government does not like the black community, this should say it all. He's prioritizing sending crack pipes to the black community and alphabet people community. So what does that say either about you or what does that say they think about you? Because obviously they think you're all a bunch of drug addict, crackheads, crystal meth smoking. (laughs) I was was gonna. (laughs) Oh, m goodness, yes. Well, I could say, when I read that article, I've pretty much heard it all now. I I just couldn't imagine the day growing up that I would ever think that Uncle Sam would send out crack pipes as as a gift to the unfortunate communities that they claim to love so much. Listen, we love you so much. You guys are so important to us that we're gonna send you crack pipes so you can smoke your crack without getting your lips infected. (laughs) That's all I got. (laughs) That was the best one of the day. That's the dumbest thing I've ever heard in my life. I can't get no dumber. (laughs) Oh, Oh, sweet Jesus. Oh, if you like you heard, please rate and review me. You know the rest of the song and dance. We'll do it again tomorrow.